It's not Pete Sweeney. That's a lie. Pete Sweeney's in Vegas. Four o'clock his time. I don't know if he's even tied one off yet. I hope he has. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio. It's Dusty Likens, Ron Cobb Jr. with you in studio as well. Nathan holding things down on the other side of the glaze. Hey, Dunk. I told you I was going to get there by Wednesday, Nathan. I told you last week when we were doing shows, I was like, man, I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to, you know, get too much into the premature celebrations, into the premature excitement. But now we're here. Now it's Wednesday. Dusty, I've been filling in on Fesco this week. Oh, yeah. We were doing like themed songs this morning. Oh, for the, I mean, it is yeah. the excitement is it is getting because yeah, now it's downhill, right? Like, oh, yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. We're talking about Wednesday. like matchup specifics now, yes. you know? And now you get Arrowhead Pride and you get all the geeks and all the nerds that know what they're talking about. That's that's very un, unprofessional of me to say that. But, Ron, welcome into the studio yes, sir. Uh, tonight. Uh, before we do that, I do want to bring up the Jeffersons, North KC, and Lenexa. You can get 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. So get your wings for Sunday's big game. Ron, um... Do you think that's a bold strategy, or are you the complete opposite and say, the hell with it, you get as crazy as you damn well please as long as you want because it's the you know the golden era of the Chiefs? Right. We do need to like be careful about getting too spoiled or being like, oh, you know, let's let's be let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy the Chiefs being you know this this absolute dynasty in the AFC. I know we got to get we got to get the Super Bowl right, this third right. Super Bowl ring to get you know the NFL dynasty, but mm. the AFC part of it. You know, spoiling the Ravens season, spoiling the Bills season. It's been fun to be that villain, right? And so let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy it. It's so much. We were talking about this, and we'll get into the injury report uh, here in about three or four minutes or so. If uh, if whenever you're ready, we'll do that here in a little bit. But it's interesting because the ring talk, I feel like, fluctuates depending on the moment and the moment in time. And what I mean by that is there are people out there now that would say, does Andy Reid need you know, six rings to be considered Belichick-esque? Or does he need four? Does Patrick Mahomes need a ring? Does he need four rings total to be considered better than Joe Montana? Most people would say no. They'd say if he wins this one, he's the second best quarterback to ever do it. But if he's better than Brady, he's got to win seven, right? Yeah. And I think we see these arguments throughout, and I am interested if he does win a ring on Sunday, and he's a three-time champion in six years. Does he move ahead of Joe Montana? Because I feel like a lot of people right now are like, it's Brady, it's Montana, it's Mahomes. Like, he, a lot of people have him above Peyton. Well, my thing is, like, Mahomes has just this, like, hit rate, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's where it's, he has no wasted years. You know, Montana, it's almost just because he is young at this point, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have all the years where he could have, you know, the, the playoff loss in here or there. He just hasn't had it yet. And so how right. can you not make him the second-best quarterback of all time, um, when you put Brady's rings, you know, out of the question, you know, yeah, I, I just Montana had to get had to do all those years just to get to four. Man, Mahomes is already here with, you know, six years into his career. He's already got three. You know, he would have already had three. Right. He's only, you know, he's only been an overtime in the AFC championship away. Like that's the furthest he's ever or the the shortest season he's ever had. Yeah. Overtime in an AFC championship. I think it all adds up to that, Mo, for sure. I think, and just the talent. We all see it. I mean, we can right. all see it on the field. He's done it every single way, right? He's had the home field advantage. He's had, you know, the no bye week. He's had the bye week. He's had to go on the road. He's done it in every single way at this point. How's your, uh, what was your reaction? Because I'm sure you were you were diving into the uh, open night of the media. Did you, when you hear the boos and you see these, like, it almost seemed like what I was calling, like, WWE promos, and for those of you that are unaware of what a promo is, it's just when you cut a line and try to talk a bunch of trash. 
but the boos were awesome, right? Because the way I looked at it was not only are they embracing this villain role that's been given to them, they're also getting people that are Raiders fans to get out of their house to spend money at an event that they'll never see their team play in just to boo their division rival. Right. Like Mahomes was like Niners Nation. You know, he kind of mentioned mm-hmm. Niners Nation. That's not just Niners Nation. No. That is just anyone who is not a Chiefs fan at this point. Right. Because, I, you know, it, it is just like how we felt about the Patriots. You know, I, I remember being a younger NFL fan, just being like, golly, like just when you think they're not going to do it this year, they they go through. Like that's where they're at. And it does get frustrating. Like right. it does get annoying. And I love Travis Kelsey's reaction to it, man. You could tell that fired him up. He kind of like looked around like, wait. Are those booze? And you could oh, tell yeah. it was just like, oh man, I'm I'm ready. So yeah. this team feeds off that, dude. These veterans, these these guys that have obviously done it and are still being counted out a little bit, they feed off that, man. Yeah, I thought it was interesting the way each one of the superstars, I consider the three superstars, or their big three, Jones, Mahomes, and Kelsey. I thought the way they each reacted to that was exactly ex- how their profile and how their personality is. Like Mahomes kind of sped through it and then yeah. did the ear thing, like, we hear you. Kelsey showed like the exuberance, flamboyant, like, ooh, you're getting me fired up. I'm ready to go. I yeah. love cheers, but I like booze more. And then Chris Jones just gave him the mic and was like, <laughs> do what you want, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is Chiefs Nation. Yeah, that was, the booze almost hit the most with the, with Chris Jones, I yeah. feel like. I don't know, just because he really did egg it on. But no, I, I, I think it's great um, because, you know, I think this team is just kind of, they've slowly but surely have kind of like embraced it more and more right I mean they were nine and six at one point and no one was giving them any sort of shot right at being here so you know they're they're internalizing it man the Michael Jordan you know the uh the last dance doc we've seen these these great players they just they internalize and it really stirs it up so all right you ready to get into the guys that Let's are injured? It. All right, here's It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. Again, we're with Ron Cobb Jr. tonight, their lead film analyst, Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief. This is where he pulls rank and goes to the Super Bowl. Why not? Who cares? But remember, at the end, we'll do the Yo Ron, not Yo Pete, Yo Ron, 913-586-7610. So if you have questions for Ron Cobb Jr., Make sure you get him into the text line. We'll read him at the end at 645. But, Ron, go ahead. Let us know uh, what stood out on the injury report for the Chiefs today. Well, it looks like, uh, you know, they they did kind of designate Charles O'Menehue. You know, he's not going to play. Um, they put him on the injured reserve today. Um, so, you you know, we all know that's not going to happen. But and on the flip side, Sky Moore is back in the mix. You know, he was, he was designated to return. Um, into that 21-day window. So, obviously, you know, there's only one game to go. So, if, there, if he's coming back, it's for this game. I'm not sure if he is going to play, um, but, you know, he is active now, and it's the first time he, you know, will be able to play since that New England Patriots game uh, December 18th. So it's been over a month uh, since he has been in the lineup. So Sky Moore might be back in the mix. I don't know. How do we feel about that? Uh, last time he played in the Super Bowl, he got a touchdown. One for one. There you go. You know? Maybe he game shows winner. up in the Super Bowls, you know. Um, Willie Gay seems to be good to go. Joe Tooney obviously probably not going to play. Are you okay with Nick Allegretti? I mean, I know he said, or a lot of people said last week, and I know you watched film, but Nick Allegretti, it looked like he didn't really miss a step or it wasn't like there was anything where it was like, Joe Tooney's absence was really noticeable. Yeah, no, I, I'm good with Allegretti because that's the thing with a peck. Mm-hmm. That's what you use to block, you right. know, right? That's really where your power comes from. And so any sort of hampering to that part of Joe Tooney's body, I would say, let's just go with the healthy player. And Allegretti, he's the longest tenured offensive lineman on the Chief. He's a vet. You know, he's got that old man strength maybe a little maybe. bit. Yeah. So, uh, and this Niners defensive line, I think, is one that, you know, uh, I, I feel confident that he can handle himself in. So, Any injuries of note on the 49ers side of things? You know, that's, that is that is a great question. Only um, their big stud safety is out, right? Umaga, yeah, Ufanga, right? He, Ufanga, yeah. he's not going to play. 
Right, and he has been out for a few uh, a few weeks now, um, and they definitely have um, some injury, at, uh, you know, at, at the safety position as well. Oh, no, that is who they yeah. have because they have the safety, the rookie safety, Jair Brown, is their starting strong safety now. Um, so you got to consider him. Um, but besides that, I don't know. They are going into it. Eric Armstead is a little banged up. I know mm -hmm. he was on the injury report um, last week. So, you know, you have that. But I don't know. They are coming in looking pretty healthy. Yeah, this so. is a pretty healthy Super Bowl when you look at both teams and both sides of what this is. And we dive into what might be different for each team. But where the advantage, I think, lands the 49ers would be in their linebacking core against the Chiefs. But where the Chiefs might have an advantage is with their safety being out, which is means, right. you know, who's going to guard Travis Kelsey? Are they going to do the strategy of like, we'll let Travis Kelsey do whatever he wants, but we'll break down on Rasheed Rice. We'll try to stop the run with uh, Isaiah Pacheco and see what they can do there. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has the photographic memory where he can just kind of see what's working, what's not, and change and adapt to that. But bigger concern, Niners without their starting safety, Chiefs without their starting left tackle. Or left, left guard. guard. Yeah, left no, guard. And, and I would say the Niners without their safety because I think this Niners defensive backfield is, is a little exploitable anyway. Um, you know, they have good linebackers. They have some talent up front. But their back end, you know, besides Traverius Ward, can be exploited. And I think having that rookie strong safety where, you know, you're, you really – those safeties really get taken advantage of by Andy Reid's, you know, misdirection um, motions and all that. So having a rookie back there, especially, again, that strong safety where you are going to be coming up on Kelsey. You are going to be coming up maybe blitzing sometimes. Yeah, that is that is a disadvantage to have a rookie in that spot, especially in the Super Bowl. You got to also think that they're going to attack uh, Charvarius Ward just because right. of the comments that he had made earlier this yeah. week, where uh, this side's better, but he's without a ring. He's got one, but he could add two. Obviously, they didn't sign Ward a while back, but I am interested to see how they attack the middle of the field because I've been a scumbag and looked at DraftKings, and you can even bet like somebody's first catch where it'll be in the field and for how wow. many yards. Oh, yeah, you can bet Travis Kelsey 0-5, to 5-10, five, five to 10, middle, left, or right. That's wild. And I, I got to think that there's going to be a play where they just send him right through the seam over the top and let that rookie safety get buckled because, right. look, Kyle Hamilton's a stud. And Travis Kelsey heard all the conversations about what was going on with Kyle. Oh, he'll shut Travis Kelsey down. And then we saw an 11 of 11 for 116 and a touchdown that we hear the audio of every day of Mahomes put it duct tape on his hip and he caught the touchdown. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like if you watch the game and, and watch it closely, Kyle Hamilton played a great game. I mean, that second half, they really did shut the Chiefs offense down because he was flying all over mm -hmm. the place. Even some of those big plays Kelsey had. He was in great position. He was there to maybe make a play. Kelsey just over overcame him. So that is a good point because, you know, Kyle Hamilton's a great safety and, and Kelsey made him act like he wasn't even on the field. That's right. That's Ron Cobb Jr. Lead film analyst at Arrowhead Pride. That's Nathan on the other side. I am Dusty Likens. Don't forget the big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Coming up on the other side, we'll see if he's Allen, Doug, Stu, whatever he is in Vegas. Pete Sweeney, the chief editor at Arrowhead Pride. He'll join us live from Las Vegas, Nevada. On the other side, you're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. One of these days, they'll send the guy in the same studio with me out to the Super Bowl. But this was one I think our next guest just couldn't resist. He had to go to Vegas. He had to get him a little sniff of Sin City, and now he's going to give himself a little sniff here tonight on Arrowhead Pride Radio as Pete Sweeney joins us now. Pete, how are you, man? You're in Vegas. This is a annual tradition. Ron sits in the chair for the Super Bowl show. We do it every year now. It's kind of like the same tradition as, like, I do shows all year, and then all of a sudden Thursday night they're like, you're not going to be on the air. We're going to give it to Cody and Gold. Yeah, 
Yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's, that's that's right. Just like that. Yep. That's right. We are joined by Pete Sweeney, the uh, chief and editor of Arrowhead Pride Radio and Arrowhead Pride, the website that you go to for all your great Chiefs needs. Um, Pete, how is Vegas as a host city to the Super Bowl? Because I think it needs to be played there every other year. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's 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 been good out here. Uh, I've been to a couple now, fortunate, because uh, the Chiefs have been so good these recent years. And you can tell that there's a a palpable buzz in the city. Uh, It's definitely easier to get around than I remember Miami being, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, The Chiefs and 49ers are about 30 30 minutes, a 30-minute bus ride away from, you know, the strip area where the the media and Radio Row and, and that stuff is. And I think it to just be careful with the players when it comes to gambling and sports books and all that. So a little early in the morning, but it's always good to, to get it out of the way, get the stuff on online for, for all the fans. And uh, yeah, we're excited. We're building toward the game. And I, I think uh, I noticed today, I guess uh, that you're starting to see a lot more fans arrive. I, I think the first couple of nights there, there weren't as many fans. And now you're starting to see, you know, those 49ers jerseys, those Chiefs jerseys, but also jerseys from other teams. I just saw, saw Chargers fans walking in. I, I didn't know they existed, but at least the one or the two found, found their way to Vegas. <laughs> not that sh- not lo- that long of a drive, so I guess they, they, they have a good excuse to be there. But Pete, boss man, I did want to ask you, because one of the most interesting things that came out of today's media to me um, was the Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. story about how yeah. he kind of came and talked to the team before the AFC Championship, maybe even helped install a play. Um, but but is maybe even uh, further involved um, with the team. Just I don't know. I, I, MVS's comment to James Palmer was pretty interesting. You know, saying that you know, hey, I, I maybe take for granted. Uh, you know, be enemies disciplinary. Uh, you know, uh, work as a coach. Kind of you know, seeing him back in the building. What are your thoughts on EB kind of helping out the team or just kind of uh, being around the building? Yeah, I think the key quote there on the enemy thing came from Mahomes when he said that players had goosebumps just yeah. hearing him talk to the team. I, I think he had, he had to go and, and chase another gig uh, in Washington. Uh, it didn't work out uh, for obvious reasons. I, you know, I don't think he was necessarily dealt the best hand. He just was dealt a hand that he had to play. Didn't really work out. And now he's uh, seeking another job, but good for him to come back home and get some good vibes. And in, in the meantime, and, you know, from what you could tell, it seemed like the Chiefs got a bit of energy from right. the enemy coming. And I mean, Ron, I know you've been to training camp. Uh, Dusty, I, you know, I know you've been to training camp, um, working mm. those uh, hours in the heat, and then to give away your Thursday show. I know that's tough. Mm. Uh, but Hate you've to heard, see it. Uh, B, yeah, you've heard the enemy during these practices and just how passionate he is. So can only imagine some of the things he was telling these guys, the energy that he was bringing out of the AFC Championship. And I think. I mean, you certainly saw uh, a little bit of a boost in the first half. Now they just need to do it for four quarters against uh, what is a better team. No doubt about it. We're talking to Pete Sweeney, uh, brought to you by Mark Ferguson, the attorney of law. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. And also brought to you by Park and Go, your go-to airport parking designation or destination. Oh, yeah. With all covered parking, bookparkandgo.com. Double-sponsored. yeah, no doubt. You're 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 doing it big, man. I love it. Maybe you'll give me some some cash to, you know, throw on a DraftKings bet for you. Either way, uh <laughs> Pete, the line's not moving, man. It's uh it's it's minus two, San Fran. Uh the Chiefs are the underdog, whether you look at it or not. Do you tent do you like 
kind of like sense that there's like this role or the Chiefs are just they've done this so much. They've been here before. They've been underdogs in this game before that they're just champion at the bit to just play a Super Bowl game and try to get another championship. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm talking to to all the fans back home in Kansas City. Get get some wood to knock on because I I don't get the spread at all. I really don't. I mean, I I think you look at this game and the the bare bones of it, right? The best unit in the game is is the Chiefs' defense, and mm. uh, to me, what Spax has done this year from a disguise and coverage and mixing things up and quarterback confusion, it's almost become opponent proof. Uh, so I know the weapons that the 49ers have, but someone has to throw to them. And it's the seventh rounder starting in his first Super Bowl. And I just, I think that the Chiefs will be able to curb what the 49ers uh, have to offer there. Uh, and then you flip it the other side, the 49ers defense doesn't really look that good, uh, you know, heading into this game, into the postseason. And the Chiefs got some energy I mentioned from that game, I think against the Ravens, especially in the first half, need, need to do it for four quarters. I think that's the one thing you think about. Uh, but I like the Chiefs in the trenches. I, I like that they have the quarterback advantage, and and I don't know. I I just keep looking at this game, and I I see a two-time MVP versus the last pick of the NFL draft from a few years ago, and somehow the two-time MVP is the underdog. Don't get it. Uh, the, the Vegas line's one and a half, but my personal line is Chiefs like minus six and a half or something. I I, I think they win this game with a touchdown. Oh man, alternate line, all spread, baby. <laughs> all spread. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, right. I'm I'm with you, Pete. I'm I'm feeling that way as well. Um, but you know, with that in mind, you know this Chiefs offense has hit a roll. But there's a few players kind of out in out in the uh, in the in the wings, I guess I could say that it could be back in the Chiefs offense mix all of a sudden, right? Because we have Jarek McKinnon who who is back activated yeah. from um, that could return. Sky Moore today all of a sudden is back in a, in a position where he could be activated to play Super Bowl Sunday. And even Kadarius Toney, who we haven't heard from in a long time, has kind of just been in and out and, and is in a position to play. Are any of those guys, like, what do you feel about, you know, the offense kind of trying to implement those guys or any of them, yeah. you know, are, are you are you wanting any of them to kind of be thrown in the mix or should the Chiefs offense just kind of keep rolling how it's rolling? Yeah, I, th- I think I, I probably am in agreement with what you guys are, are thinking here. I don't know how you throw these guys back in the lineup for this game. Uh, I, you know, I really don't. I, I think when it comes to McKinnon, and I talked to Clyde Edwards-Alaire today, the feeling that I get and the, the thing that Clyde told me is that McKinnon is there and they activated him from IR so that he could come early. A lot of these IR guys like Brian Cook are coming later in the week to be there for the game, but the running back room wanted McKinnon there even though it's unlikely that he plays. So he's mm-hmm. there for an emotional boost. You've seen the videos online of all the fun that these running backs have together. So the good vibes are up there. I don't think Tooney plays in this game. I know there has been a report yeah. uh, within the hour from James Palmer that said there's uh, a possibility, but I think Nick Allegretti did a stand-up job. If you go to the pro football focus grade, Nick Allegretti actually had the best pass blocking grade in the AFC title. So I think they're fine there. And I know more is eligible now. And, you know, I know about uh, Tony, you know, as you mentioned, but again, I, I don't think this is the game that you shake things up. I, I kind of see the chiefs uh, doing the Clyde thing from last year with Tony having him, um, not even active for this game. And I, I do wonder about more. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there is a chance that, that he could play uh, just depending. Uh, the inactives will suddenly be something to watch as we get to uh, game day. Pete, this will be your last one, but you know me, I got to ask. Yeah. Are you going to get over to Scottsdale this week and go watch the Waste Management at any point today or any point uh, this week? 
Well, uh, you know, I am a big PGA fan, as you know, Dusty, mm-hmm. and and I'm uh, I'm a little bit feeling like mixed up inside because right here in town they got LIV mm. uh, the Live Tour on Saturday, so it's a little bit more convenient to maybe check that out. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing this weekend, uh, but both uh, both tournaments are on the radar. I'd probably go to the LIV uh, just to check that out um, since it is in Las Vegas this weekend. I will tell you this. I don't know if this if this helps or hurts, and I hope the girlfriend's not listening. Uh, Paige Sporanek's going to be at the uh, Waste Management uh, Tournament, so if that gives you any indication that maybe you go help your boy out that you've been trying to get a date for for the last year doing Area Pride Radio, maybe you should go do that. Yeah, yeah, we got to get you out of the the weather room and onto the golf course okay. for that that date. You okay. know what I mean? That's, okay. I think that's the key here. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I think, uh, I think that's the new strategy that we got to go with. Okay, fair enough. Yep, yep. Let's get a little sunshine, not rain and clouds. Pete, what do you got coming up that's this right. week in Vegas outside of going to watch a live event that will have music and shorts? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll keep the coverage coming tomorrow. It's a very unique. Uh, Unique setup. You know, you, you do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we'll be having, you know, reports and articles uh, all throughout the week of, of the availabilities that we have. It's crazy availability here. All the players you know, go up for about an hour at a time. So uh, plenty to check out at Arrowhead Pride. We also have uh, our newsletter. If you do a free trial, we have uh, newsletters all this week. Uh, we are doing one on Wednesday. Came out today. There's another one tomorrow. And then there'll be another one Friday. Uh, me and uh, some of the team members are up here. Uh, digging into this game. So definitely check it out. You can get a seven-day trial, uh, arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. And then uh, my boy Ron, uh, who's uh, who's probably smiling across from you, will have the five things to watch the, that we know and love uh, as we get closer to game day. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, hey, have fun in Vegas. Stay safe and have a good time. All right. We'll see you here next year, Dusty. Okay. Yeah, that's not happening. It's not in Vegas next year. Uh, that was Pete Sweeney. Don't forget, coming up, on uh, the end of this show, 645. Yo, Ron, you ask Ron anything. There's already questions getting in, so get them in as soon as you can because we need time to read them. 913-586-7610. Again, that was Pete Sweeney, sponsored by Mark Ferguson, the attorney of law, Integrity Results. That's Mark Ferguson. And also brought to you by Park & Go, your go-to airport parking destination with all covered parking. Book parkandgo.com. For Nathan, for Ron, I'm Dusty Likens. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 16 Sports Radio. This is the one time you're going to have the microphone in front of both sets of fans. What would you like to say before Super Sunday? KC, let's go, baby! The man knows how to dominate on the field and with the microphone as well. Got to keep them separated, the fans and the Chiefs players, man. They do not like the Chiefs one bit at all. Not a chance. Uh, this just in from Adam Schefter. Chiefs activated wide receiver Sky Moore from IR and placed Charles Ominihue on injured reserve, kind of like we had been talking about yeah, okay. earlier tonight. So right on I cue. I, I thought I was already official. I don't yeah, know. Well, why, why, it probably just, is. Schefter's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Schefter's late. You know, he Pete, already, Pete said, already had that. He already said, yeah, Pete had it, and then now Adam Schefter has it. Weird how that works. Um, <laughs> no, this is Arrowhead Pride Radio. No Pete Sweeney and Studio Ronkov Jr. Thanks for doing this tonight. Um, get your questions in. Uh, for Ron, we will do Yo Ron. We will not do uh, 
Yo Pete at the end of the night. So if you have a question for the Arrowhead Pride mailbag session that we do at 645, feel free. You've got 10 minutes, and then we're cutting it off. Um, 913-586-7610. But let's let's dive in, man. Let's have a little let's have a little 10-minute discussion about this game and let's talk about where we start, which is the quarterback play. Pete mentioned it kind of through some shade. There's a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and a two-time Super Bowl champion versus a quarterback who is Mr. Irrelevant but also plays pretty well, um, yet he carries the favorite line. And I yeah. just cannot I cannot wrap my head around that. Well, yeah, and it, it, it's here's the thing. is like Brock Purdy's played well this year, but every time he's faced a good defense or an elite defense, I should say, you know, a top one of those top defenses, you know, it hasn't looked as good, right? You remember that Cleveland game from earlier in the season where they lost. Do you remember – the Ravens game where the Ravens mm. ran them out of the stadium. The Chiefs defense is on that that tier with them. You could even argue they're they're better than the, those defenses we just mentioned. Um, and and yeah, that's where it's it's the opposite for Mahomes, right? Is he has this crazy record against the best defenses when he plays the number one defenses? His his stat line seems to get even better. Um, so it is kind of funny, you know. I, I think Mahomes rises to that, and I think you know you're seeing that Brock Purdy, you know, this season, you know, has really taken advantage of what he has around him mm -hmm. um, and has played well. That's the thing. I mean, he, he has played well. I don't want to sit here and say he hasn't, but I just do think he is, he has skated by without maybe performing against the best of the best defenses. And that's what the chiefs are right now. They really are. Right. Like it's, it is still kind of weird to say that, but the chiefs truly do have one of the best NFL defense uh, defenses in the NFL. I thought that's interesting too, because you look at, I think both San Francisco 49ers games, they came from behind. Correct. Like Jordan love yeah. got out to a lead, yeah. lost it. Jared Goff and got out to a big that, lead. Right. right. And now you're playing a team which the narratives that I use for the AFC gauntlet, which was Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, is that you can't afford to not almost play near perfect against the Chiefs. And the reason I say that is because there is a stone cold killer at quarterback, head coach, and tight end on the offensive side. And there's a defense that has been well respected all year. They've been either the best or the second best defense this entire season. So mistakes when the Chiefs would lose would be because in the regular season, they were dropping passes that were leading interceptions or pick sixes, whatever it may have been. And the Chiefs have kind of cleaned that up. Right. But Baltimore made mistakes, right? Lamar Jackson fumbled. They were plus three in the turnovers. The Chiefs were against the Ravens. Tua makes a mistake, throws an interception, ball shifts over. Chiefs get three. They go up, whatever. They win 26 to seven. And against the Buffalo Bills, they missed a field goal to tie it. Josh Allen didn't throw the underneath pass. He went for the gamble to try to get the touchdown. Didn't get it. Mistake or not mistake. Either way, the Chiefs capitalize on all of that, and they've been the ones that have been successful in those games. Well, right, and those quarterbacks are are better quarterbacks than Brock Purdy, right? Correct. And, and this defense still were, it was able to to shake it up enough, right? You know, I will say, like, Josh Allen had a pretty good game against the Chiefs. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of what happened in that game wasn't maybe, maybe his fault. Um, you could say that. But Lamar was definitely shooken or mm -hmm. you know spags got to him a little bit and that's what's going to happen in this game too now the Niners are going to make it harder mm -hmm. because they are a, a more disciplined run game we're not going to see what we saw last week with with uh, the Ravens completely abandoning the run game I, I can guarantee you Kyle Shanahan's not going to abandon the run game mm -hmm. with Christian McCaffrey and so you do have a little bit of that where they are going to be more disciplined um and trying to establish that run than maybe Baltimore was and maybe even Miami was at times when they put when the Chiefs played them this year but, but that's the key point to me is that this offense is very similar to the Miami offense. And mm -hmm. so the Chiefs have played that offense twice this year. They have shut them down both times for the most part. I know that Germany game in the second half, you know, the, the Dolphins kind of got back into it. But that's the thing is, is Brock Purdy might be a little, more mo little bit more mobile than mm -hmm. Tua. 
but not by much, honestly. Right. And and I, I think this Chiefs pass rush is 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 really good at containing um, those kind of quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen found some space, but that's not what Brock Purdy is. I think mm-hmm. he has a little bit of wiggle, a little bit of mobility, but I don't think you'll see him have the same rushing success that he had in the NFC Championship in these playoffs because he has been able to make some plays with his legs. This defense is a little bit better about containing that guy in the pocket and making him make a throw. And and if they do that, you know, this defensive backfield is playing so well right now. I think you're going to get a few picks if you if you really force Brock Purdy to to throw from the pocket over and over. Yeah, they played the Baltimore Ravens, who at the time had the number one defense and, and all the way up to two weeks ago still had the number one defense. And Brock Purdy, I believe, was 255, uh, four, four interceptions. interceptions yeah. And they put in Sam Darnold at the end of the game. Yeah. Now, the thing that made them caused that to Brock Purdy was pressure and quick decisions. Maybe he's learned from that, but I have to think you mentioned the Miami game and how physical the chiefs were with their receivers, right? I watch enough football to know that Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are much more physical than Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kilton. Now that's not a shot. At anybody's talent. That's just the different folks, different strokes, right? That's just what they have opposed to them. Do you still see them playing up or do you see like maybe a little bit more of a cushion or a spag saying, this is what's got us here. This is what works and our guys can do it. No, I think you still have to play very physical, but for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think the reason you play physical against the Niners is you don't want to let Debo get into open space because he is a hard guy to tackle. No, no matter how strong of a tackler Trent McDuffie is Legereus Sneed is you could be the best tackler but Debo Samuel still might might slip out of you slip out of your grasp so that's why you do need to stay physical at the line of scrimmage not let them create much separation Ayuk's pretty much the same way I mean Debo's a much harder he's mm-hmm. like a running back with the ball but Ayuk's a, a very tough receiver to tackle too I think you'll see Sneed handle him pretty well but I am I am a little concerned about that McDuffie uh, 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 Samuel matchup in the slot you know if, if that mm-hmm. happens quite a bit because McDuffie he is a very physical player for his size, but he is a little bit, you know, undersized compared to a guy like Debo, who right. really is going to be it. He's all rock. You know, he is, he is rocked up kind of dude. So I think that is interesting. You're mm-hmm. right. Cause you know, if, if they get those guys into space, we know, we know this chiefs defensive backfield, this, this back seven is so good at tackling. They're so physical, but this Niners team, this skill position group might be that kind of the, the, the counter to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. That, yeah, you could be physical. You could fly up, but they still might make you miss. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're off to the races where, you know, they may not have had to deal with that with other these other teams they played in recent weeks. The elephant in the room is Christian McCaffrey and something that right. Buffalo did, they gave up on the run. Something that uh, Baltimore did very early, they gave up on the run. San Francisco will not do that. They are, the way they treat the run game is the person that says, you know what, I'm done with cigarettes, I'm not going to do it. And then you turn your back and they're sparking up a dart behind your back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in that blowout to Baltimore still had 100 plus yards, still had a touchdown. It is what it is. How do you contain him and what's the number that you want him to stay at? Because if there's one thing that's the kryptonite to the Chiefs defense or at least something that is vulnerable to them, it is a run game. Yeah. This is the best of the best of the best in the league, and it's Christian McCaffrey. I know. It, it is going to be tough. Um, I think the one thing you can say is that their offensive line, besides Trent Williams, you know, this defensive line should be able to handle their own um, against the, the rest of the offensive line. But that's mm-hmm. but if they, if they weaponize Trent Williams enough where they're running off of him, using him as a polar, Man, that is going to be tough because this team really is going to miss Charles Amenehu mm-hmm. on those downs. They are going to miss Derek Naughty, who they've not had for a few weeks. And, you know, they haven't really ha- faced a run offense like the Niners um, in, in, with those injuries in, in mind. So it's going to be a lot on the ba- linebackers, right? Nick yep. Bolton, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil. They're going to have to really play up and, and really fill lanes, not let McCaffrey get into open space. But the problem with that is you open up the play action if you overcommit to that too much. And so it is going to be a delicate balance. It really is going to take a, a lot of effort, a high level of effort from the defensive front to, to slow down McCaffrey. Love it. I'm getting juice, man. I really am upset I didn't wear underwear tonight. 
I'm dead serious. Sorry. So are we. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I regret that a month. Something that you shouldn't forget is Jefferson special this weekend. 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610 sports. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. And also don't forget that the big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at Chiefs checking Dot com. Coming up on the other side, it's not Yo Pete, it's Yo Ron. Don't forget, coming up on the other side of this show is that betting show. I mean, talk about a dream scenario. You do a betting show the minute that Kansas is legal for sports betting and then the, the next year, the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and you need to have a Las Vegas-themed betting show? Gotta love that. You know Alex Gold to have all your prop bets, all your, your Super Bowl bets. Remember, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. If you want my advice, take the over. Usher's first song, Confessions. That's my guess. And the Gatorade color, Orange. Those are just my suggestions. I'm just, I'm, that's just me in general. But again, it's that time of the night where we ask the Arrowhead Pride experts the question in the AP mailbag. It is now time for Yo Ron, 913-586-7610. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. We'll start you off soft, Ron. We'll start you off with a softball. Yo Ron, from the 913, what's the big game spread for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, wife's going to make some good mac and cheese. I know that. She makes some great baked mac and cheese. Shout out the wife. Um, mm. But we're going to get some wings. Uh, you got to get go. some wings, I feel like. You yep. know, traditional, none of this boneless stuff. You know, none of the chicken chicken okay. nuggets. There you um, go. Yeah, got to go traditional wings. And uh, not much else besides that. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I cover during the game, so I'm not going to be at a Super Bowl party. Anymore. Okay. So I'll, I'll keep it simple. But if they win, you're going to party hardy. Yeah. There oh, you I'm, go. I'm downtown if we win. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm eating boy. or drinking anything handed oh, to me then. Oh, boy. So. Rubblement <laughs> shots for Ron. Ron, Rubblement Ron, if they win, baby. Rubblement Ron uh, for the 8-1-6. Yo, Ron, you think officiating will hurt Chiefs secondary, question mark? It's a good question because the Chiefs do play physical, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on what ref crew you get, you know, they're going to call it one way or the other. Um, but I don't think it's going to hurt the Chiefs um, at all because I think the Chiefs are do a very good job, honestly, of playing physical. Mm-hmm. And they will get their flags, but they do it in a way where, where they don't overdo it. You know, Justin Reed is very good about, you know, delivering hits as yep. soon as, you know, maybe right after the whistle or at the whistle. Um, they're pretty good about doing it, you know, uh, within the realm of the game. So I would say it's not going to hurt the Chiefs secondary, but they do need to play physical. So I hope they do. Okay. Yo, Ron, how do you feel about Dusty choosing a Caesar salad as his side for a meatball sub? That's, that's, I mean, out of all the salads you could choose, I mean, if you got to choose one, I mean, a salad, I would do Caesar salad too, probably. Okay. But, I mean, oh, as you're, good. If, there was a, if there was a few other side options, Dusty, I might, mm. might have to kind of ask you what you chose that over yeah, but, uh, no, i mean i don't really know what you're supposed to have meatball subs i was gonna do baked lays and cottage cheese yeah it's yeah chips yeah i mean chips would be the easy you know? answer but yeah. i don't know what, what why are we hating on the greens you know dusty's just trying to get some greens you, you know, know what i mean the, the romaine you everybody know? hates I mean, it everybody hates it i don't know yeah i, I think you you're just trying to get your greens up there you go you can't yo, hate on that yo ron mahomes will never equal brady unless he has both ties his number of rings and wins a second with us or wins a ring with a second team true or false wow wins a ring yeah. with a second team let's not think about that no i i do think it's going to be very hard for him to ever catch so i'll say i'll say false okay. um you know because i do think 
the thing with Mahomes that he kind of missed out on, and it's it's not his fault, but it kind of is. He did lose to Brady twice straight up. Fair enough. From in the, the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. From so. the 7-2-0, yo, Ron, do you think Mahomes and the Chiefs are due for a Thanksgiving game soon? They do play Dallas Ooh. in 2025, Micah in Denver. Dude, as a young Chiefs fan, I will say, I remember us having that first Thanksgiving game, you know, mm-hmm. in 06. You know, it was such a big deal, and then we never got a Thanksgiving game again. I have always had that beef because – you know, I, I think Lamar Hunt really fought for it, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, Dallas, Lions. Why can't Kansas City be one of those Thanksgiving games? I mean, it'd be cool. So, yeah, Dallas 2025, let's do it. I'm All there. right. From the 816, Yo Cop, what role players on both sides of the ball need to have the biggest impact? That from our local fan, ZC. Oh, yeah. Got to love Zach. Shout mm-hmm. out, Zach. Uh, no, that's, that is a good question in terms of the role players on the 49ers because last Super Bowl you saw Kyle Juszczyk have mm-hmm. a few big plays. He could definitely be one of them where, mm-hmm. you know, you have so much attention on Kittle. You have so much attention on these other guys. You know, maybe Juszczyk takes advantage of a, of a Nick Bolton in coverage or a Leo Chanel in coverage, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So that's who I would say on their side of the ball. For the Chiefs, though, I'm going to go with a defensive player because I do think they need someone to um, really step up in terms of shutting down a Christian McCaffrey. So I think a guy like Willie Gay really is the X factor here because you've heard him talk about it. Mm -hmm. He really likes playing these kind of offenses that are running side to side, these outside zones, because he's just running and he's just tracking the ball. He's not really worried about much else. Mm -hmm. So Willie Gay is who I'd say for the Chiefs. Yo, Ron from the 913. What will be this year's, quote, wasp or, quote, fumble, scoop, and score? The pivotal play we'll look back at and say we didn't get this Lombardi trophy without it. I'm feeling a rumbling screen pass to Pacheco or a key touchdown late in the fourth. That from Ryan in PV. Man, he kind of took my – I was going to say a Pacheco screen, some sort of really – Really unique screen where they they kind of have Nick Bosa, you know, wasted. You know, he rushes upfield and they mm-hmm. throw right past him. They kind of maybe take advantage of Fred Warner being over aggressive. Maybe he runs with a, a, a motion going the other way, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. the screen's wide open for somebody. So I would I would want to say a screen, but I will say real quick. Um, you know, uh, Dan Orvlosky talked about it on ESPN this week. You know, the sale concept, you know, the, these, this flood level to the sideline, um, that could be a really key play against this 49ers zone defense. So watch for Kelsey to, to get a big play on, on this intermediate out route. You'll, you'll see that in the game, too. Okay. 913. Yo, Ron, what do you think about 20 bucks on each? Pat, Travis, Rice, Pacheco, and CMC for MVP. <laughs> You're up if anyone outside Pat wins. Ooh, okay. Um, that's... That's I, I like Travis for MVP, right? Because, you know, I think if oh, he has if he any wins, sort of game. the NFL is so scripted, dude. <laughs> That's all we'll hear, dude. But I actually think Rasheed Rice is probably the best bet here um, because his odds are probably going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And what you think about here is that attention is going to be on Travis from the 49ers defense. I really do think so. Rice has kind of been running those Kelsey routes so mm-hmm. far this postseason, and I think that that could continue, especially if, if the true, 49ers. True. Uh, have attention on Kelsey. So let's give Rice. I think it was like plus 5,000 on DraftKings. Mm. That's what Andy Reid's odds were to win coach of the year this year. Seems a little far-fetched either way. I'm not going to talk about that because I already did for about two months this year. From the 620, yo, Ron, it's kind of like a Nick Foles, Tom Brady game. Don't count out the 49ers. Yeah, but that's the thing about that year. We mm. all remember is that Patriots defense was terrible. Okay. And, and it was, that Eagles offense could not be stopped that game. That is not the case here. The Chiefs defense is, is very, very, very good. So I don't think it's the same at all. Yo, Ron, this is G-Baby. Did you guys already talk about EB coming back home? If so, do you see him coming back and doing a speech? 
for yeah. the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be cool because they already talked about the, the goosebumps that they got from him kind of talking to them before the AFC mm-hmm. championship. And I've been someone saying, and MBS said this, I've been saying this on your guys' show this year, mm-hmm. that this team could be missing some of that, the, the attention to detail that EB had really getting in someone's butt when they're not doing, uh, you know, the right route or, or yeah. you know, dropping or catching the pass right. I think the Chiefs kind of, you know, MBS literally said that he kind of maybe take that for granted and, 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 and maybe said he missed that a little bit. So I think it is a big deal. He come back to the Chiefs next year? I think it makes sense. What's his role? Like pass game coordinator. They've had like guys yeah. like Brad Childress at one point. You know, he was a former head coach. He was doing that for them. You know, mm-hmm. they, they make up stuff, you know, like that just to get guys in the building. So give Nagy still like the OC. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I do think the team could use some EB back in their lives. We've only got about a minute and a half left. So uh, set up the rest of your week. Use this platform to tell the people what they can find, where wow. they can look at or what they're going to get to see this week at Arrowhead Pratt. Yeah, thanks, Dusty, because we do have a lot going on. Um, The preview stuff is really just getting rolling. You know, we've really been kind of diving through all this opening night media stuff, and that's kind of been taking up my my mind space. But, man, we're going to have AP Film Room tomorrow night on the YouTube channel where we're really breaking down the X's and O's of what the 49ers can do, how the Chiefs can attack them. We'll be looking back at last year's uh, 2022 regular season matchup where the Chiefs won, I think it was like 43 to 22 or something. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we can learn from that game because these teams are very similar to, uh, from that game. It, you know, the, a lot of the same players in the 49ers defense and offense. And so, yeah, you'll be looking at uh, AP Film Room tomorrow night. I'll be having film preview articles. I'll actually have an article on what we can learn maybe from that game last, last year as well. And then, yeah, as we get closer to the game, you'll have five things to watch, kind of breaking down the key matchups. There's so many different things to watch about this game. It will be hard to dwindle down just five of them, but we will have five things to watch on the website uh, before the game kicks off. What is your favorite matchup for Sunday's game? That's a good question. I like Nick Bosa versus Andy Reid. Because I think what you saw that last game last year Mm -hmm. is that he put Nick Bosa in so many situations where – you know, oh, shoot, I have a free lane to the quarterback. Oh, God, there's a screen coming behind me. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, I was unblocked. Oh, it's because it's a jet sweep coming right, you know, hitting so quick I can't even grab him. Right. You know, they, they do a lot of mind games with these star pass rushers. They do it with Max Crosby whenever they play the Raiders as well, mm-hmm. knowing that, yeah, it's this guy and then maybe a bunch of just other guys on the defensive line. So as long as you take care of him, the rest will take care of itself. All right. Well, you take care of yourself. Thanks for coming yes, in sir. tonight. Thanks, I appreciate Dusty. it. Thanks for sitting in for Pete Sweeney. You're much better looking. Take that for what it's worth. I'll, oh, wow. I'll give you that. I don't have the flow. I try. I'm, I'm you don't need trying. the flow. You don't need the flow. <laughs> Trust me. Again, thanks for listening to Air Pride Radio. Coming up next, it is Alex Gold, that betting show in Las Frickin' Vegas, baby. The Gatorade color is going to be orange. I'm Dusty Likens. Be nice to people. Go do nice things. You can change their day, week, month, or year. It's cool to care. Kansas City, stay nice and stay safe. Good night. The Gatorade color's orange.